Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. It's amazing that we get to have these conversations each and every day. Now, you know, what I love about this is that I don't know what it is about the patterns of life, but that's why, you know, I've got, you know, fabulous, fabulous guests joining us here today. But what it is about the patterns of life that, you know, it seems like Whatever the time is that we go through, let's just call them things in life, the right people seem to show up that have conversations to provide us with solutions. And that's really what today's shows are about. You know, what have we learned or what are we learning about the the world we live in, the effect that it has on us, uh, the 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 behavioral patterns that we form in life, uh, the stress that seems to grab hold of us, and despite the many, many ways that we are bombarded every day uh, for a pill, potion, or lotion to take care of what ails us, we're still in search of ourselves. Uh, today, I am thrilled. I just love this. I love this. I get to talk about the transcendent mind. And, you know, it's something that uh, if you're somebody like me, you never thought in a million years that you'd be talking about the transcendent mind. Remember, I'm Patty from the Bronx, the home of hip hop and rap music, right? So for me to be sitting here today saying, oh, wait a minute, we're going to be talking about something that can change your life, which, which it actually will. It is really an honor. Uh, and this is, you know, the missing piece uh, in emotional well-being. So important. Sunita Patani is joining me here today because this is the book that she has written. You know, somebody that has been touched by in life a calling uh, that says, wait a minute, we can explore and look at the link, the link between the phenomenon of science and spirituality and look at things that people have touched upon and are talking about in the world today. Because if you want to go back a couple of decades, if you just really could do that for a moment with me, the whole conversation about emotion and emotional healing was literally non-existing in the mainstream. And today, thanks to, you know, the work, uh, Sunita and others, the transcendent mind is not something that perhaps one hundredth of one hundred percent of the population is really thinking about. It's now a conversation where as a psychotherapist, an author, somebody that has been able to see a wide range of our clients come through has really hit the mark by saying, wait a minute, there is a link between the mind, body, spirit, and emotional healing. We're going to hear her story today and much more. Sunita, great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Pat. Great to be here, actually. So thank you very much. You know, let's start with a conversation about connecting the dots for you personally. 
you know, I, I think that I am always in awe of people that are out in the world, you know, just like you are, helping countless people and have discovered something that is so vastly related to the world we live in. What is it about your journey, your upbringing, your childhood? What is it about that that has helped shape uh, and, and cultivate the message that you're bringing in the world today? Um, I think, first of all, Pat, you know, I've always had um, the sort of, I've always been quite an inquisitive child, actually. I was quite an inquisitive <laughs> child. So, you know, always asking questions like, um, you know, what is God? And because I've, I've been brought up um, in within the Sikh faith. So we have a belief in a one God. But I remember asking my elders what God was and nobody could really give me a definitive answer that, that felt right. And I mean, this this is at a very young age, I think probably four or five years old, I remember. Um, and sort of, you know, I grew up um, asking these questions and really what happened, I think when I hit my early 20s, mid 20s, I actually got a really bad eating disorder, um, which kind of really made me look inside, so to speak. So mm -hmm. I went and studied psychotherapy because originally I was actually a teacher. So I uh -huh. stopped that and I went and studied psychotherapy and um, I started seeing clients. And actually what happened was, and this is really where I think the journey for me started in terms of the transcendent mind. So I was seeing quite a few clients and what I was finding was that some of the traditional techniques that I'd been trained in um, were working, but some of the time they weren't working with clients and I wanted to know why. So my first question would always be, well, is it me? Because I'm a new psychotherapist, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Um, and then I'd realized that these guys have actually they've been to previous therapists. So I thought, OK, maybe, maybe not. My second question was, well, is it you? Do you really want to be here? Do you really want to change? Um, and yes, the vast majority of them did. And so I was a little bit baffled that what is it? You know, what is this missing piece? What am I not understanding about how to help um, a person move forward? And at about that time, I somebody recommended that I read A Course in Miracles, um, followed by the Hindu uh, scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. So yeah. I've read both of these texts and, you know, they, they have a lot of common themes, one of them being the fact that there's a unified mind that exists and that the, you know, that we move on once we pass over, you know, we have a soul. So, you know, I really started getting into this work. Um, and so my next question, because I was quite logical, was, um, you know, well, where's the evidence? If we do have a soul, you know, where can I find some tangible evidence? And that's really when I got into the fields of near-death experiences and exploring near-death experiences. And, you know, Pat, quite frankly, I was blown away with what I was finding. Mm. Um, so that's really how I started to, you know, really connect the dots and then, you know, look into near-death experiences, look at the different levels on which we exist as a human being, and really starting to shape um, my therapeutic techniques, um, you know, to fit that model so that people could could heal um, better, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that we're talking about this because, you know, these are some of the things that we look at and we experience for ourselves. Um, and, I, and, you know, I, I too, I uh, am fascinated by how I kind of got here, really. And, you know, what was it about this curiosity that you've had that now has turned out to be 
the result of not just the, the, the book that you've written, but a body of work. I want to ask you this question. Uh, I, I've actually been waiting to ask you this question. <laughs> um, what is it about the world that we live in right now today that has created an enormous opening for this conversation. And what I mean is sometimes we look at the world, especially here in the United States right now, where, oh, my gosh, what we're doing is we have some of the the most critical dialogue we've had in almost a half a century uh, being discussed and open in the public. And yet at the same time, we're seeing spiritual heights. We're seeing enormous change. We're seeing phenomenal firsts happening. Can you talk about whether or not, you know, the energy of the time we live in uh, is calling forth a new way uh, uh, of experiencing spirituality in the world? That is an excellent question. You know that, Pat. Nobody's ever actually asked me that before. So that is a great question. I saved it up. I've been saving this up since I read your book. I said, I've got to ask you that. It's a brilliant question. Um, okay, so obviously I can't be completely definitive in you know what I'm going to say, but I think generally speaking that there comes a time, you know, just like a process of natural evolution. And I think that over the years, as we start to, you know, ask more questions and actually as science advances, believe it or not, because a lot of people don't always see the link between science and spirituality. But the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, in the field of science, so we're looking at uh, near death experiences, we're looking at parapsychology, we're looking at quantum physics. You know, in the last hundred years or so, we're actually beginning to see experiments that are suggesting that we are living in this unified energy field. Um, and I think that people are beginning to to catch on to that and really run with it, you know, tying it together with 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 spirituality. So I think that's one of the reasons. But, you know, looking at it from a different perspective, I mean, when you look at the um, the Hindu scriptures, for example, and the Vedic teachings, um, you know, the idea is that everything is cyclic. So there is a timing for everything. So I don't know whether you know, but there are like four ages that the um, the ancient Hindus used to talk about. The Golden Age, um, you know, I think it was the Silver Age, the Copper, Copper Age and the Dark Age, uh -huh. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and they come around, I think it's every 256,000 years, you know. Uh -huh. Um, so what happens is, so apparently we're now reaching the end, we're at the last sort of stages of the Dark Ages, getting ready to go back into the Golden Ages again. Um, you know, so it's this process of sort of this cyclic um, journey that is continually ha happening. And I think that we just happen to be um, very blessed, actually, to be, you know, living in times where, where that is slowly beginning to open up. Well, and, you know, I've got so much more to ask you about because, you know, first of all, uh, healing, 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 healing. And, you know, what is it about us that is so longing right now to heal? And what is it about us? And when I say us, I mean us as a society. Uh, what is it about us that is so longing to heal, but yet we're so eager to get on with things? And, you know, when we come back, uh, we'll be speaking with Sunita. For those of you out there, um, if you're late in tuning in, uh, the book that Sunita's written is The Transcendent Mind, The Missing, the missing Peace, P-E-A-C-E, -E, love that, in Emotional Well-Being. And why is it, why is it that in the world we live in today, uh, that level of peace is literally a requirement 
in order for us to sometimes simply get through the day. So guess what? Quantum psychology has arrived. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Brand consultant and coach Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're a person with a dream and unsure where to start or a CEO of a successful company wondering what's next, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empowers you to play to your strengths and focus your competitive edge so you can show up in the world as your most powerful brand. Go to JenMorgan.com or call 206-972-5366. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Suzanne Evans. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeep.com. Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877 877- Angel Zero Two and visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the drpatshow.com.
Aqua, everyone. Welcome back. What great music. Thank you for that. Hey, everybody out there. It is just wonderful to be able to have a conversation uh, with Sunita Patani. And, you know, the reason that it's really wonderful to be able to have this conversation is because, uh, and, and we're going to touch upon this today, is sometimes we live our lives and we're really, really great at getting out in the world and, and being, uh, being that human doing. That, that's what we do. We get up in the morning and right away we've got our doing uh, mind, our doing brain, and then our doing body that hops along and kind of follows that, trying to keep up. And, you know, what I love about this is we get to talk about what it is that we are in this ever, ever, ever ongoing journey to close the gap uh, between this doing and this being. And the book that Sunita has put together, The Transcendent Mind, is really an invitation for all of us to first and first of all understand what we're going to talk about here, these dichotomies, but also to look at why we even believe there is a gap. And I think, Sunita, before we jump into this, and especially I want to talk about this idea of intention and allowing that you discuss in the book, how can people get a copy of the book and how can they find out more about you? Yeah, so you can get a copy of the book on um, Amazon, from Amazon. And um, if you're wanting to find out a little bit more about me and what I do, I have a website, which is www.sunita, that's S-U-N-I-T-A, Patani, P-A-T-T-A-N-I dot com. And you'll find um, some interesting information on there. So, yeah. Uh, of course, interesting information, as well as our conversation today, which is a must. We are in a world right now where some people believe, and I'd love for you to, to, to talk about this. Some people believe that we're closing the gap. Other people believe that the gap between doing and being, and this is me and my very simple per, uh, perspective about this. So I just want to say, I don't really think it's that simple, but maybe it is. You're going to enlighten me today, Sunita, right? Uh, but but this this idea, this gap that we have between doing and being, and yet, we want to set intentions that literally are going to turn into manifestations, and when they don't, we are besides ourselves. So I'm hoping you're going to be able to enlighten all of us here today, because I know you do in the book. (laughs) (laughs) So I think really, you know, Pat, the first thing that I would say that, you know, we would need to address is actually what is the transcendent mind? Um, So before we actually look at, you know, intention and allowing, doing and being, it's really about asking the question, well, what is the transcendent mind, actually? So the best analogy that I can actually, you know, think of to describe the transcendent mind is if you imagine the ocean being the transcendent mind. And if I take a droplet of that ocean and if I take it out and put it in my hand, the droplet is still the ocean. It has all the same qualities, all the same properties. But at the same time as being the ocean, it is also separate from the ocean. So and that's really how I like to look at um, us humans, that, you know, we are all part of this transcendent mind. So on one level, we're actually deeply connected to everything else. We are part of that oneness. And this is really why exploring um, studies in quantum physics, parapsychology, near-death experiences are so important because they really sort of, you know, highlight um, how everything kind of pulls together. But on another level, we're also very um, individualized as well. So we're also having a separate 
experience. You know, we have our own thoughts, have our own feelings. So that's the first thing. The first thing is that we are all, in essence, a transcendent mind. We are both connected and individual at the same time. Okay. so when we now move on to have a look at the difference between doing and being and closing the gap, well, it's funny, isn't it? Because as individuals, you know, we often think that we are center of the universe almost, which we are in some way. But we, you know, when we go to set intentions and we go to um, really have a look at, you know, the manifestation and you'll be aware, right, um, Pat, the book, The Secret, which came out, I think it was yeah. 2006. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have been like, okay, well, I've been setting these intentions and, you know, they're not, they're not working or it's not coming to fruition. Right. And I think it's really about taking that one step further and recognizing that, yes, we do have our own individual intentions, but there is also, in my opinion, a greater plan. You know, we're not just it's not just all about me, me, me and my intentions. So I think it's really about understanding how to fit into the flow of life, how to become one with the transcendent mind from a conscious perspective. Does, am I making sense? Absolutely making sense. And, you know, what's part, what's so important about this is when we are in, when we're in that, you know, let's call it flow. I actually studied with a, 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 a theorist who created an entire construct around flow. When we're in it, it's, it's, it's as if it's indescribable, Sunita. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. When we hit it and we're in it, it's like, wow. And then we try to figure out how to be in it again. And our mind gets going like, okay, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Um, I don't think that we're talking about uh, a new, well, let's call it battle between the ego and whatever else is going on. Yeah. Do you think the ego in it? Now we're going to, now we're going to talk about psychology for a minute. <laughs> Do you think the ego gets too much press? Um, <laughs> yes and no. That's yes why you go no. asking that question, right? Yeah, yes and no. I love it, love it. Um, yeah, so yes, I think in a way, and no also. And I think... I think the ego sometimes gets a lot of bad press, if I'm honest. Yes. Um, you know, that you've got to get rid of your ego or you've got to, you know, move past that point of you. And, you know, what we've got to recognize, and you're right, from a psychological perspective, Pat, what we've got to re recognize is that the ego is absolutely essential because it is that part of us that is programmed. It is that part of us that actually allows us to function on a daily basis without us having to think about our every move. You know, little things like brushing your teeth or putting your clothes on. It's programmed um, stuff that, you know, we've been able to program thanks to the ego. And I think, you know, so I don't actually think the ego is inherently bad or that we need to get rid of it. I just think we need to become aware of the role that the ego is playing in our life um, and, and, and master it as opposed to allowing it master us. Um, you know, so it really is finding that delicate balance between, you know, well, here is my intention. Here is where I'm coming from the ego. This is where I'm using my conscious faculty. And it's, then it's about literally allowing, stopping, surrendering and just understanding that if this is supposed to happen, if my intention is supposed to take place, it will. I've got to put the relevant work in and then I just step back, detach from the outcome. And, you know, if it's if it's meant to come about, it will. So I think we've got to really put the ego into perspective, really. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, here we are, and I love that you were sharing to me about, you know, your next direction, where you're going, what you're going to study, and I think that's super cool. I mean, I have to tell you that I never thought in, I don't know, like in this lifetime, that first of all, that I'd be sitting here talking with you. That's almost totally surreal for me. And that we're actually having a conversation which is going to help people, that second. And then the other thing is that I actually got to study psychology because I wasn't really understanding how we could break promises to people at a global level. And off I went. But here's the question I want to ask you. I never did take that Ph.D., and go study traditional psychology. And there's yeah. a really good read. People ask me this all the time, and I'm hoping you're going to be able to help, that I could take what you say in an audio and send it to all the people that ask me. Because uh, <laughs> I've never had a good reason. I've never had a cognitive or a thinking or a mental way to say, this is why I didn't do it. What is it about traditional psychology or psychotherapy, first of all, that is not only not even close to healing emotional wounds, but we teach in psychology that it can. And I want you to hold on to that question for when we come back from break. Sure. What is it about you know, traditional psychotherapy that even if you go back to call Jung, Jung was saying, wait, hold everything. I think it's spirituality. But yet, in my degree, when I went back to school, even in my degree, I was not allowed to study spirituality. Times have changed. And guess what? Uh, Sunita Patani is going to take us on a journey of how it's changed and why it absolutely needed to change and still does. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you and your family looking for one manageable lifestyle change that will positively impact your health? Look no further. That change begins inside your drinking glass. Learn how to put a lid on junk drinking by sipping from a recipe collection of colorful, fresh, tasty, wholesome fruit and vegetable blends. Get your copy now of Sip the Garden. Fun, easy drinks for a healthier family by T. Carrie Mitchell. Visit lifestyle120.com for information on how to order. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Vasily and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. 
Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. Tune in to The Michael Shane Show the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back from living the life you want for yourself. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show for women in recovery who are ready to live life on purpose. Tune in and let Katherine help you live your truth one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow, I think Sunita and I are just going to sit back now and listen to the mu- music. I, I... <laughs> good, good job. Uh, oh, before we jump ahead, hey, let's have our producer introduce herself to our audience. Tell everybody who you are, and that you know you're not just filling in, but you're taking control here. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Making me do things back here. Yeah, just filling in for Benny today, having fun. Tell them your name. Oh, I'm Sarah. Fill it in for okay, Benny. There you go. See, we got to put a name. That's true. We got to put a face. Got to put a name. You know, anybody that's doing a good job here, come on, let's make it happen, right? Oh, uh, Sunita, isn't that right? You know, it's like, oh, we could say, oh, our producer. We could say, yeah, Sarah. Hold <laughs> <Spot> on. <laughs> let's, Sarah, let's do this. Let's give a copy of the book away. 1 800 930 First caller, let's go. We've got two copies to give away The Transcendent Mind, The Missing Peace, P E A C E, and Emotional Well Being. Uh, and Sunita, before we get into this conversation, because we're probably going to skip the next break, we've got a lot to talk about. Again, men- mention your website. Yeah, sure. It's www.sunita, that's S-U-N-I-T-A, Patani, P-A-T-T-A-N-I dot com. Awesome. Big, big question before the break, but an important question. Um, I don't really know how to even describe the emotional wounds, e- even if we just took a snapshot for the moment and talked about what has been going on in the past 10 years with the economic situation, right? Mm -hmm. We're not even talking about healing an entire generation of people, multiple generations of people. We're actually not even talking about the fact that there may even be an emotional wound. I would love for you to talk about this, you know, in the context of what you've put in the book and where we are in the world today with coming forth to recognize there are wounds and Traditional psychotherapy, uh, uh, 
doesn't really know how to handle them, right? Yeah, I think it falls short. Now, what I do want to say, what I do want to say is that I'm not saying for any, you know, for for one minute that traditional psychotherapy doesn't have its uses. It does have uses. It's just that, in my opinion, it doesn't go deep enough. And the reason it doesn't go deep enough is because we don't, we are not yet in mainstream opening up um, to this notion of a transcendent mind uh, on a very deep level. So you're quite right. You talked about Jung before the break. Um, Yeah. And actually, even when we look at transpersonal psychology, you know, we're now beginning to actually incorporate this idea of soul, spirit, the transpersonal aspect of us, a transcendent aspect of us. Um, but it's really interesting because actually, and I, I'm not sure whether you know this, you may do. Um, I have recently, I'm actually currently co-authoring with quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, he has the most amazing theory of consciousness is the ground of all being backed up with the science. So he uses the quantum world's view. Now, that, in my opinion, Pat, is what we need to be teaching in psychology. Um, and, and, you know, like I was saying to you during the break, I've always been on the outskirts. I've never quite been um, in the mainstream, so to speak, even though I'm qualified that way. And, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about PhD. Do you know why it's taken me so long to do a PhD? Because I couldn't find a supervisor that got me. I just couldn't <laughs> find supervision that understood what I was actually trying to do when I'm talking about quantum leaps in the mind and, you know, what what propels quantum leaps and, and, and that sort of stuff, which is what I'm going to be doing, hopefully. Um, you know, so it's very, very important that we actually really begin to understand, first of all, to understand our environment, understand the quantum world view, understand what science is saying about who we really are. That's the first thing, which I don't think psychology is yet doing um, to that degree anyway, mainstream. And the second thing that we need to do is to hone that and understand how a human being actually functions. You know, that actually we function on a mental, emotional, um, physical and an intuitive level, four keys to how we function. Now, if you are looking to heal emotionally, why traditional psychotherapy doesn't quite hit the mark? Because it doesn't necessarily incorporate all four of those bodies. And for deep emotional healing, we need to. Making sense? Well, it does make sense. And and yet... Um this is really, really important to put in, to really bring to the forefront because it goes back to something you say in the book. And I want to really kind of get to this because, you know, of course, uh, uh, Dr. Goswami, uh, clearly, uh, uh, points to sort of, how do, how do I put it? Uh, process is not the right word, uh, but the connectivity is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a better word for me. The connectivity, uh, between intention, and a manifestation. And, you know, I love what you've put in the book where you're taking us through this intention, this exploration. Uh, and one of the things that did get left out of the movie The Secret, uh, which was amazing for some people, did get addressed in the movie What the Bleep. And that is that there is an emotional sign and yeah. an emotional side to every affirmation you know, what we ask for, what we put into play. And I want to ask you this question. I mean, how, what is the probability of actually setting an intention and having it manifest the way we want it to from a wounded place? Oh, that, that's a very good question. Um, I would say probably quite low 
unless mm-hmm. it's dest unless it's destiny and then we're getting into a whole uh, yeah. uh you know different different conversation yeah. there um but you're quite right it's the emotional side and you know something you know in traditional psych- psychotherapy pat so we're dealing with stuff like ptsd um yep. you know we're dealing with the you know the heavy anxiety the post-traumatic stress disorders and and, and the dids also you know this dissociative identity disorders and things and you know the role that emotions play in this the, the role that emotional wounding plays and folks for those of you out there that don't understand emotional wounding it's basically experiences that we've embodied in the past that we haven't quite resolved so they leave like a an emotional wound in us rather like a physical wound but on an emotional level it's a it's a, it's a discord it's a disharmony within your energy field so <clears throat> excuse me in order to actually move past that in order to actually really address the emotional body you can't do that through talk, talk therapy it will take you years because talk therapy releases it bit by bit meditation also um, again, I always think that meditation is a fail safe way of, you know, making progress. Mm-hmm. However, in my personal opinion and my experience with clients, I think that meditation also can take longer. For me, I prefer to use, I do use a lot of meditation, but what I actually really prefer to use is a lot of energy psychology. So mm-hmm. a lot of emotional freedom technique or tapping work, a lot of matrix re-imprinting, really addressing what is happening to us on an, on an emotional, on a vital level to first of all, correct our energetic balance, which I think is vital. And you know, you can only use these techniques when you start to understand the concept of energy. And to understand that, you've got to go deeper. So I think this is where psychotherapy is 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 lacking in the mainstream. I you know I couldn't agree with you more. I mean you know I'm I'm the kind of person that um, uh, I'm very fortunate. Uh, you know I have a colleague and a friend, Dr. Dan Cohen, and he has taken his neuroscience background and his spirituality background, and he has literally created. Um, a, 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 let's just call it a chair. And the chair operates through vibration and sound and layered music. And I have to tell you, when he sent me this lounge chair, it's a, and it's a chair, and the science behind it, I was really skeptical. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, Pat, just try it. And I thought, well, let me try it. So get in the chair, and I will tell you that I can't even remember anything in those t- in the first ten minutes that I got to experience this. Yeah. There's nothing that I could remember. It was like time stopped. When it was done, something changed. Now, yeah, it took that for me, but that's not the only experience. I want to ask you this question. In the book, you're referring to something that I think is really the word of our, uh, this is the word of our decade. I really believe this is going to be the word as we move forward. And it's called authenticity. Mm. You talk about authenticity in the book. And I have to tell you, out of everything I've read in the book, this is a word I thought I did not expect this to be in the book. I didn't expect it to have anything to do with uh, what you're talking about. And there it was. And you say so clearly, express your authenticity. Now, for me, that 10-minute experience in the chair and everything after there cleared out a whole lot of stuff. Mm. But I don't know that, un- that, that authenticity can show up without the healing. And I'd love for you to talk to this. 
I think, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think authenticity is a really interesting word, which is yes. why I've talked about it in the book. <laughs> because actually, I think the truth, to a certain degree, um, Pat, is this, that it could be argued in one respect that mm-hmm. we are actually being authentic all the time according to where our belief system is you know so does that make sense so it's it's not so much that you know get to your authenticity but rather that well actually if your belief system is dictating in such a way you are actually being authentic according to your belief system at that time but the authenticity that i talk about is the authenticity that you you're actually talking about which is when you actually begin to clear some of the wounding away when you begin to make peace with some of the stuff that's happened um, you know, with you or to you, if that's what, how you feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, you begin to really connect with the individual part of yourself. It's as if we all have a blueprint. You know, no, mm. nobody, nobody on this planet is absolutely the same. We all have like our divine blueprint. We have a signature blueprint, so to speak. You know, we have different likes, different dislikes. We have different in, inherent talents, you know, and quite often we're not even aware of what these talents are. Like how you were telling me how you got the radio show started. I mean, <laughs> that is just divine intervention, isn't it? You did it by accident. You know, I got into psychotherapy by accident. I was supposed to be a teacher. You know? so, so I think that the more that you you clear away, the more you really connect with yourself. And, you know, it's interesting, Pat, because authenticity works on every level. I mean, we could look at authenticity with nutrition. And there's a lot of, um, you know, talk in the in, in mainstream, in the world generally about what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. Right. Um, and my take on that is completely different. It's completely the opposite. My take is, well, I don't really think that you know what I need in my body. Only I know that, you know. So if I really begin to tune into what I need, and that, guess what? That might actually be carbohydrate. Um, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, that's if that's what I need to need to function, and that's what I need to do. So authenticity works on every level. Who are you, and what do you need to do in order to fulfil? your own authenticity and to be who you really are. And that's how, you know, I do a lot of work with eating disorders, binge eating disorder, for example. Mm -hmm. That's the philosophy that I use. You've got to learn to become authentic in your body, in your thinking, in your expression. Um, And it's such a beautiful journey. And, you know, and this is really kind of um, a, a point of confusion, I think, for a lot of people in looking at how to, uh let's just call it, learn to relax. Because that's really what what you know part of uh, part of what you're talking about in here is you're you're giving us like a a tool and you're saying okay you have to learn to relax now for me uh, Dr Dan Cohen's chair uh, opened up a doorway for me it's almost as if I needed to get a giant B12 shot of yeah. meditation in a way that I've really really struggled to do to really open the door to understand what it feels like. I don't have a frame. But here you say learn to relax. Folks don't get that we can actually learn to relax. I would love for you to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I think that, you know, there are two ways. The first way that I would say um, learning to relax is just learning to actually just really connect with the present moment. What can you see? What you can hear? What can you feel? You know, really connecting to your your five physical senses and just letting stuff go. But if you're actually talking about a mechanism, so a really good mechanism to use would be, you know, very, very simple process. Stop what you're doing. Just stop. In fact, you know what, Pat? Yeah. Um, Are your listeners dry? Don't do this if you're driving, guys. But if you're not driving, 
um, you might just want to just have a go at doing this. Is Let's that okay? do it. Let's yeah? do it. I'm gonna let me get myself ready here too. Okay, okay, so please, if you're driving right now, just uh, keep yourself super vigilant. If you're not, join in, okay? okay. So, um, right, what I want you to do is I just want you to, wherever you're sitting, I just want you to really connect with where you're sitting. So just really feel your legs on the chair, your backside on the chair, I should say. Feel the whole of your body just relaxing into the chair. Just stop, just for the next 20 seconds, just stop. Just take a very relaxed breath in. And as you breathe out, I just want you to drop your shoulders and just feel a feeling of relaxation moving through the whole of your body, your head, your shoulders, your arms, your hands. Let the tension go. Your torso, your hips, your legs, your knees, your calves, your ankles, your feet. And just really connect to where you are right now. For the next five seconds, nothing to do, nowhere to go. Relax the whole of your body. Okay, and stop. There you go. You just relaxed for about 20 seconds. It's as simple as that. Hmm. Okay, we back? Yeah. You know, so much so that um, there is a phenomenon, and and I I really want to uh, have you speak to this for a little bit. This phenomenon that I shared with you before, but also just now, where it's as if uh, your mind is blank. That's the only way I know how to explain it. You know, the mind is blank, almost to the point where you're not remembering one minute to the next. And, you know... It's going to be different, I would imagine, for everyone. What have you discovered along the way in looking at uh, this transcendent mind? How many ways have you discovered so far people can experience this? Hmm. I would say infinite. Yeah infinite it's so different for everybody um you know we can't i can't even possibly begin to imagine what the experience must be like for you i know what it's like for me but you know the countless number of people that i've met i don't even think i can put a number to it it's mm. it's it's that deep place and you know sometimes it therefore not sometimes actually most of the time it happens when you least expect it you'll be walking in the woods or you'll be um you know driving perhaps and you'll just You'll know. You'll have go well for me anyway. It's goosebumps. It's just that feeling of oh my goodness, I'm connected to everything. You know, it could be like that. It could be a sense of um, forgiveness. You know, it could be that when you actually really work on forgiveness and you really you get it, you you, you get the purpose of forgiveness and you feel your heart opening and this connection of love. Um, you know, it could be when you look at a painting. It could be when you watch a scene in a movie. It could be endless and countless num numbers of ways that you connect with the transcendent mind and why wouldn't it be because that's that's your nature that's who you are mm. and you're infinite so the ways that you will experience that will also be infinite um, um this hour has just flown by and i i i wanted to at least uh talk with you about uh how you end the book um, and, you know, in where you're writing about in closing and 
I just love what you've written here. Uh, you know, most people don't don't get to the end of the book and and think, oh, okay, this is going to be you know your traditional ending. And I would like to just share a little bit with our our listeners. You know, you you here's what you say. You say change is necessary. The time to take responsibility for our own awakening has come. We can no longer continue to live our lives ignorant of the consequences that our actions bring. We need to question who we are, and we need to recognize the power that each of us holds to make a difference. And you also go go on and, and say more about that, but also you talk about the fact that it asks us, or we are asked, the evidence asks us to consider the existence of a transcendent mind. Change. One of the most frequently used words in our dictionary uh, is also uh, one of the most uh, uh, triggering words that people hear. Right? Mm. And, and you're inviting us to to really change our perspective about it. And I'd love for you to talk for a little bit about why it's really time now, why it's time now to really uh, embrace change differently than we've done before. I think we've, <clears throat> let's start off with, a, first of all, a mass consciousness mm. uh, perspective on this, Pat, because, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's that the media is reporting a lot mm. more of the negativity that's happening, or whether, that, or whether it re- really has increased, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I know is this, is that we really need to embrace change. Because if we don't, the pain is going to take us over. It is going to engulf us. And the only way that we can begin to move forward, not only for yourself, but for future generations as well, we've got to contemplate this idea of change, no matter how slow, no matter how difficult, there is support out there, guys. You know, there are people out there that are very good at holding space um, for other people as they move through this process of change. But change is absolutely necessary because we, you know, look at the state of the, the world at the moment. Just look at it. Look at what we're going through, you know, and we all have an individual responsibility towards that pad, I believe. You know, you don't know how long you're going to live for. You don't know how long your life's going to last. But I tell you one thing, at the end of, at the ends of your life, I doubt very much you'll be asking or looking at what it is, you know, how much money you've made or what material mm. things you've accumulated. The only thing you're probably likely to ask is, is have I made a difference? Have I made a difference? And let me tell you guys, to make a difference, You've got to be the change. Just like Gandhi said, you've got to be the change. So that's why change is absolutely essential, because one day you won't be here anymore. And what will you have done for yourself and humanity? What what legacy, what mark will you have left? How many lives will you have touched? That's why change is necessary. You know, um, each and every one of us has been able to look at our lives and, you know, and I like to call them adjustments. We've been able to make adjustments. I've had a couple of situations in my life that have been massively, uh, like being homeless. <laughs> being homeless at 17, that's not something you put on your intentions list. I just want to mention that right out there. Um, but, but isn't it also true that some of the things that happen in our lives could also be our greatest teacher? Absolutely. My um, my eating disorder was so bad that I um, it, it very nearly killed me. 
Mm. I remember saying to my husband that I don't know what to do about this. I think you should institutionalize me. You know, this was this was a while back now. Oh. But I tell you what, I tell you what, Pat, that eating disorder really was the opening into my inner universe. And when you are faced with your greatest pain, and I say this day in, day out to people, in one respect, it really is a blessing. It's because of the pain you're looking deeper into who you are. That is it, folks. You know, if you don't experience any pain, if you don't experience any discomfort, you're basically going to coast along life, not really having achieved anything amazing. You know, when you experience pain, and a lot of people actually find their purpose through pain as well. You know, you come through domestic violence, you come yes. through building a business, you come through an eating disorder. All of a sudden, you've got you've got access to these set of tools and you can go out there and help so many people so your pain probably your greatest blessing um and and you know you know what i believe that everything in this universe is designed to move upwards whether it's pain whether it's pleasure if we allow it to and this is a point of perception it will propel us no matter what it is that we're experiencing and i think that's really the key it's how you choose to look at it at the end of the day well, I wanted to say uh, I am so appreciative of you. I'm so appreciative of the work that you've done. You know, I hope you'll come back. Um, m my sister died on a hospital floor at 450 pounds. Right. And so uh, having an understanding of, you know, what, what we're calling eating disorders here, I think is the next massive level of healing Yeah, uh, that's yeah. required. So thank you for all that you've done. And I have one simple question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Um, life is short. Whatever you do, guys, keep that in mind. Make a difference. Go out there and serve. Go out there and live life and eat chocolate and carbohydrate if you want. Um, you know, that's <laughs> what I would say. And also, Pat, I'd just like to say as well, um, I've actually set up um, a it's a closed group on Facebook. If you find me on Facebook, Sunita Patani, I've set up a closed group called Break the Binge, Love Your Body. It's a free group where I'm about to start a 30-day um, focus on there to help people to break free from binge eating or just, you know, overeating or anything like that and really learn how to love themselves. Um, you know, so if anybody's interested, look it up. Oh, and, and believe me, we will keep me, uh, mentioning it to folks as well. Again, Wonderful. thank you so much, and I do hope you will come back. It's Indeed. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, we're going to take a short break. We're not done yet. We are absolutely not done yet. We are ready to do another hour here on the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 